We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean Payton, keep talking that we're going to see him soon. You feel me? <sighs> okay. I hope I didn't just blow into the microphone too loud. Um, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Butting Heads Podcast. Part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Barrow here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, we are finally here. By the time this podcast releases, we will be on Football Eve. We got a Thursday night game with Tampa Bay and Dallas. And then the Rams will be back on the field Sunday night in LA at SoFi in front of fans. We we've made it another offseason in the books. We are finally at the season how psyched are you man well I, I almost feel like this is a bit of a deja vu here uh because i know i've said this before it feels like it wouldn't get here and yet here it is we yeah. finally have football thursday the rams are on prime time life can't get any better man the- i love me some football man well, nothing will top last year because it really felt like we may never get there. Uh, and then we did, and the team didn't do too bad. But I would say expectations are higher this year. The team is better. The fans will be back. Uh, I can't wait, man. This is this is our fourth season uh, doing butting heads during uh, the football season. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're back for your fourth season if this is your first show either way we appreciate you guys being here uh we hope you get something out of the pod and uh don't forget you can always tweet at us at cbarrow at johnny five not six at talk rams uh we're always available and honestly johnny i don't know if you noticed this but i reverted back to our theme song with the marcus peters drop i got kind of sick of the sean McVay porter potty drop so we're <laughs> we're taking uh, we're, we're taking recommendations for sound bites, Rams related, that we could put in our intro music. If you have anything good, tweet it at us uh, or hit hit the Gmail, Ramstalk9045 
1945 at gmail.com. I don't check that email, but Derek will forward, forward me anything you guys send. Uh, with I wonder that, if we could use Ramit. I, I don't think we could legally use Ramit. Bummer. <laughs> but I think we could legally use clips of people talking. I mean, I hope so. Or else uh, we're going to get sued by Marcus Peters. But hopefully... Uh, <laughs> We'll let the legal folk handle that. Um, usually with these pods, you know, I, I have a sheet ready with notes. Usually Johnny and I kind of touch on what we want to talk about before these shows, you know, what the news of the week, what we should hit. We didn't really do it this week because it's week one. We get to preview the game, and I, I, I have a couple things on my list, but I figured we'd start with the things we're most excited about. Uh, just to see the Rams back on the field and just get to look at this team. I mean, what is the most exciting thing for you right now going going into week one in a, a full 17-game Rams season for the first time ever? You know, that's a, that's a tough question to answer because there's so many, uh, so many things. I mean, obviously, if you're going to pick, you know, the most logical one, you'd say Matthew Stafford being in a, Ram uniform week one um, that would be the obvious answer but for me it, it, it's kind of a little different than that it's kind of more basic I guess you could say uh, for me I, I'm I'm gonna be ecstatic to see the Rams playing in SoFi Stadium with fans that says it all right there now I know technically speaking the Rams had fans in the preseason game, but not an doesn't actual. Count. That doesn't yeah, count. It, it really doesn't. And so, it for me the most exciting aspect is seeing the Rams playing in a full packed SoFi Stadium with fans because cardboard cutouts just uh, weren't cutting it for us. Yep, and you know, truthfully, some of those fans at some of those preseason games, I, I a handful of you, I hope you stay home. Uh, but for the majority of you guys there, glad you made it out, and I hope you continue to come for the regular season. Uh, yeah, man, I am stoked to see this stadium filled with fans. Um, you know, I hope personally I'm not close to the stadium. I hope I can get out there uh, maybe later in the season or next year for sure. I, I mean, are you are you, have you gotten your first set of tickets, Johnny? Not yet, because truthfully, I'm still kind of debating on which tickets to get. And I I'm, think I'm leaning more towards the uh, Rams versus Lions game. I, I, I think I have to see that. It, it may be a blowout, but Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff, I mean, that's that's just awesome. Yep, Jared Goff's uh, first game in L.A. in front of fans. I just wearing the wrong uniform. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be a good one. Probably a uh, <laughs> more affordable side, too, compared to some of these early games, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said it, though. To me, like, that that's 1B for things I'm most excited for, seeing the stadium rocking, seeing the fans in there, hopefully mostly Rams fans. I mean, it's L.A., you're gonna get you're gonna get your fair share of fans from other big markets coming into these games, but it's gonna be great to see the fans there. And man, I can't wait to see Matthew Stafford. I mean, if you've been following the team, if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to other Rams podcasts, if you read Rams articles, I'm sure you've read 
like it's been talked about at length uh how excited we are to get this guy in the building and get him on the field and listen man there's no more excuses for this offense we use Jared Goff as an excuse a lot over the last two years even a little three years ago (laughs) this is Sean McVay's fifth season in the NFL as a head coach uh double digits for Stafford they're first together obviously but Sean McVay went out. He, him, and Leslie traded a lot to not only Jared Goff but two first-round picks. That is a lot of capital and talent um, to bring in Matthew Stafford. He's going to make a lot of money while he's here. And this is this is McVay has said that this is his guy. It's rumored that this is the guy he wanted right now. And he went out. He got him. There were other options on the table. We go with Matthew Stafford, uh, who is is kind of a polarizing player. You know, I think the majority of us think that he's been a little underrated because he's been saddled with some truly uh, awful teams in an awful franchise. Um, You know, we, on a previous podcast, we went over the fact that I think he had two 1,000-yard rushers in his entire time there, um, and they were like Reggie Bush and somebody else I don't remember. So he, outside of Megatron, you know, he, that, that offense was devoid of talent. And, you know, there is a flip side where other people will say, well, he had a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame receiver for a lot of his time there. And he never accomplished anything. He never won a playoff game. He rarely got to the playoffs. I personally buy into the narrative that he's just been saddled in some bad situations with some bad teams, uh, bad defenses, bad, bad offenses. And he's here now. If you know him and McVay are going to be motivated as all hell to put together an incredible run. I mean, Peter King predicted a a Super Bowl for the Rams, an MVP for Matthew Stafford, 6,000 passing yards, uh, which I am willing to bet a lot of money that he will not throw for 6,000 fucking yards. Uh, I, that is not going to happen. Uh, let's temper our expectations a little bit, but man, I'm stoked to see what Sean McVay, a can do with Matthew Stafford as his quarterback. Um, you know, the training wheels are off, so to speak, even though they weren't always on for Goff, it certainly felt like they're on the last two years. Uh, I think he's going to let Stafford let it rip and I'm excited to see what Stafford can do with you know a a super talented head coach and and a lot of I I think a really talented offense with a with a range of weapons uh, at his disposal I would say even though there's no Megatron on this team probably the deep the deepest offense he's played with uh top to bottom so man I I can't wait to see it for the record if if Matthew Stafford does end up throwing for 6,000 yards I mean, we're winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> the, the, there's just no question. I mean, well, he did predict that. That was a part of his prediction. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. I mean, geez, I, I don't even know like how many yards per game you would have to get in order to get there. That's like something ridiculous. Probably like I'll crunch the numbers least. for you real quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crunch the numbers because I'm curious. That's um, that's insane. I, I don't get me wrong. I hope this happens. I hope uh, Matthew Stafford has a Hall of Fame season. If I mean that at that point, you might have to consider him. Uh, I don't know if he would, but it's I mean, uh, it's three hundred fifty-three yards. Not as much as you'd expect, but 
that's every game yeah that's a lot yeah that's very difficult (laughs) to get 353 yards per game or at least somewhere around that that that's insane that's insanity uh a for a quarterback to get over 250 yards is, uh, I think, you know, a pretty good game. So um, I hope so, man. I, I, I think, uh, I think they certainly have the talent, but I, I think that might be a little bit too high expectations. Though I do love the thought of it. <laughs> for for added context, the all-time record for passing yards is. 5,477 by Peyton Manning in 2013. Now, granted, we they upped the games, so I think there's a good chance that that record gets broken within the next few years, maybe even this year. That being said, he averaged five, 342 yards per game. So that's a full 10 yards more than the highest volume passing season in NFL history. And that was Peyton Manning. Um, I love, love Matthew Stafford right now. Uh, let's, let's pump the brakes a little. He is not Peyton Manning. Um, nope. but yeah, but that being said, I mean, Jameis Winston once threw for 5,100 yards. So stranger things have happened. <laughs> it is true. It's hard to, hard to really picture that, but that's true. Yeah. I, I do think that he's going to shake up this offense quite a bit. I, I, it's as you said earlier. If if this offense doesn't flourish as well as it, as it should, there's obviously something more wrong with the offense than just the quarterback being Jared Goff. So, yeah, it, this is it. No more excuses. Uh, it's do or die, basically. And yeah, if if uh, all goes according to plan. I think we have a hell of a offense, hell of a team on our hands, and uh, yeah, it's it's basically the Rams' uh, season to lose if if anything goes south. Yeah, I mean, uh, for this team to miss the playoffs, it would it would take really uh, some really really drastic stuff. I feel like, um, <laughs> and once once you're there, I mean. Anything could happen, man. I I am really uh, fuck, man. I, I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait to watch Stafford play. I, I mean, the, the offense as a whole. I I'm really excited and curious to see how they they manage the skill players in like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Obviously, those guys are going to be on the field for the majority of the game. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's any question about that, but. You know, I'm curious to see how much they play Deshaun Jackson and compare it like with Van Jefferson. I'm guessing we're mainly going to be in. Well, even that, like, I I wonder how much 11 personnel they go versus 12. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the last two years, they played 12 a lot more than they did in the early years. Uh, For those who don't understand these words, 11 personnel is three wide receivers, one tight end, 12 is two tight ends, two wide receivers. And I think the last two years we saw it a bit more because they trusted their quarterback left less and they wanted to run the ball a little bit more. But this year, they clearly trust the quarterback a lot. I noticed a lot of 11 personnel in that last preseason game. And um, I think we'll see mostly 11 this year, especially considering 
Gerald Everett's at the door. Johnny Munt's really going to be only out there for blocking, and I, I'm sure we will see him a little bit in running snaps. And at least early on, I'm not banking on a ton of Jacob Harris at tight end. And really what I'm most curious about is they gave up, you know, we after Cam Akers got hurt, we all expected Daryl Henderson to be the lead back, and I still expect him to be the lead back for sure. But they did give up a fourth-round pick for Sony Michelle, And while that is not a huge investment, it's it's an investment I was fine with making, even if he's really just a secondary back, given what this team is looking to accomplish this year and how fragile their starting running back is. But you don't get, I don't think you give up that pick for a straight-up backup. And so I'm really interested to see how much those two split and what Sony has um, in the tank right now, given how kind of uninspiring the last two years of his Patriots career have been. I don't think they're 2020 Jared Goff levels of uninspiring, but uh, certainly hasn't lived up to what you thought the guy would be since his rookie year. And obviously, if he had, he wouldn't be here right now. So I, I the backfield to me is, is super exciting. Um, I I have faith it'll be a productive backfield, and I, I'm a, I'm interested to see how much uh, they mix it up with those two. You know, as far as the the running backs are concerned, uh, obviously Daryl Henderson is is the guy. Um, I I think Sony Michelle is playing a complementary role as he should, and and I think that's kind of the difference between the Rams and, and the Patriots offense is I think the Patriots are hoping that Sony Michelle could be a little bit more of like a, maybe not an every down kind of back, but certainly a featured back. And um, maybe uh, Sony Michelle might, you know, flourish a little bit more having that complimentary role and maybe not being so much the featured back. And, on top of that, as you mentioned earlier, the this is going to be more of a passing offense. I, I don't think there's any question whatsoever. Um, but that's not to say that the running game isn't important. So absolutely, they're going to give the ball a lot to, to Daryl Henderson. But maybe Sonny Michelle might be that guy that we're hoping to have, uh, especially... Um, closer towards the end zone because right now the, he's a much better option uh, as a red zone back as opposed to like someone like Daryl Henderson. So um, this is this is what you want to see. This is uh, a more balanced uh, offense, I'll say overall. Uh, obviously, we would have loved to have Cam Akers to uh, settle this a little bit better, but. Hey, stuff happens. Unfortunately, got injured. Sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Michelle was the worthy investment, and uh, I, I think it was a it was a great uh, player to have a as a replacement because beyond him, Xavier Jones and Jake Funk, while they have certainly potential, uh, they're still incredibly young and not really ready in my opinion, uh, in terms of experience-wise, to really be a force in the NFL, at, at least from what I saw in the preseason. 
Yeah, and that and that's to me ultimately why I'm I'm happy with the, with the move, and I, I totally agree that I I think Michelle brings a lot of uh, the goal line presence that not that it's like a big bravado type of presence, but that somebody like Malcolm Brown had last year when we needed to call upon him uh, near the red zone and get some touchdowns for us, and you know I I think for us. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we're still a little scarred from Daryl Henderson's first career carry where they threw him in near the goal line and he got like negative two yards. And I think we just kind of assumed he's a terrible goal line back since that carry. Um, but no, I, I, I think it's a it's a good addition. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how, how they balance it out for sure. Um, and I'm interested to see how, you know, I don't think Daryl. I'm sure Daryl Henderson expected to have a a pretty significant role in this team, but certainly not what is about to be on his plate. And I, I'm excited to see how he handles it. And um, you know, maybe he ends up being. And I, I hate to say it, like because I feel bad that Cam Akers got hurt, but maybe he plays so well that we don't need Cam Akers really to be the guy we expected to be when he drafted him. And I think with him coming back from an Achilles tear, those two guys being able to complement each other um, will be super helpful. So, <laughs> man, I, we're almost here. We're almost here. You you want to talk about this upcoming matchup or anything else you want to hit on that you're ready to see this year? Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the matchup. I'm I'm real excited to to finally tear into an actual game here. Yep, and um, I mean, obviously, nothing needs to be said about how excited we are to watch Aaron Donald play football again. Uh, it's kind of one of those understood things. <laughs> so obviously, we're excited that. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we will talk about this matchup. Football is finally back, and when the Rams aren't playing or when they're playing, I'm sure we're all looking for a way to make the games more interesting, get it on the action, and give us another motivation for watching these games. If you're looking for a unique way to get it on the action during this season, it's time to come prop up with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app specifically for player prop bets. If you're tired of doing hours of research for the best fantasy sleepers, this is probably the place for you. Thrive lets you place bets on the players that actually matter. The Stars, the Aaron Donalds, the Matthew Stafford, the best of the best. You'll be able to choose prop bets for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game, and each player's over-under will be assigned a fantasy value based on the likelihood that the prop is going to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win a share of Thrive's prize pool, which is handed over $140,000 in guaranteed prizes for week one and has already awarded more than $4 million to players. And we got an exclusive promo offer for our Rams Talk Radio and Butting Heads listeners. Use the promo code TALKRAMS, all caps, TALKRAMS, and another $50 or more to receive the following. A 100% deposit match up to $100 and one free ticket to both Thrive's Thursday Night Football 20K contest and their NFL Week 1 Sunday 100k contest that's an additional 
$40 value. Budding Heads listeners are getting it free. So if you are curious about playing this game, the time is now. Get in on Thrive. Download the Thrive Fantasy app today in the App Store or Play Store. Visit their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up today and get propping. Let's prop up, guys. Let's win some money. <laughs> so week one, a very, very familiar opponent, the Chicago Bears. We have played, this is the fourth consecutive season we've played against the Bears, which is pretty nuts considering they are not in our division. Uh, we do we do play the whole division this year, but fourth straight year we're playing them. And we've won the last two, but they've all been pretty ugly games. Last year was the first time in the Sean McVay, and I guess, I think Matt Nagy era. How long has Matt Nagy been their coach? I believe like about two or three years. He started in 2018, yep. So he's been here for every Sean McVay matchup uh, against the Bears, and the only time in the McVay-Nagy era that a team has scored over 20 points in those three matchups was us last year. Uh, obviously, there was that infamous 2018 slog on Monday Night Football where we put up six points and a loss to the Bears. Uh, but we won the last two. And so it's kind of ironic that the year we're at our best, we lost. And the last two years, we have... Uh, we we've been able to come up with victories here, but um, looking at this Bears team, or I, I lost my train of thought, man. I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm too happens. I'm too excited about football. Um, the last two seasons, what what am I even saying? I'm sorry, guys. It's ten thirty on these ghosts. Here we go. Back at my back at my train of thought. Okay, so before 2019, the Rams had lost six of their last seven games against the Bears. They had our number for a long time. Hopefully, the tide has turned, and it will continue to turn. We win our third straight game against them this year. Hopefully, in this game, I imagine we're both going to predict these guys to win, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Obviously, the, the, the big story for the Bears, and it's been the story for the history of their entire modern era franchise, is their struggles at quarterback. Uh, last year, I mean, we've played against them all. I'm pretty sure we played against Chase Daniel. We played against Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I don't remember if we played against Nick Foles, Bears, Nick Foles. Uh, but it's a new guy under the center to this time. It's Andy Dalton, the starting quarterback. They signed him to a one-year deal. Apparently told him when he signed that he was going to be their starting quarterback. And I don't think they realized that Justin Fields would be available at the 11th pick where they traded up a pretty steep trade up given where they were coming from to the 11th pick to draft Justin Fields quarterback out of Ohio State the fourth quarterback off the board in this year's draft in a uh, very talented quarterback group where three out of the five guys are starting week one Justin Fields not one of them now uh, Sean McVay thinks that they're going to see a little bit of fields. This was a quote he got before this game. I think it would be naive for us not to prepare for them to be able to utilize him in some form or fashion. But he went on to say, Andy is a winning quarterback in this league, does a great job. I really have seen a lot of Andy even go back to when Jay Gruden was his coordinator in Cincinnati. That's a long time ago, Sean. So very familiar with what was really good quarterback he is. He does a great job, accurate anticipation, recognizes 
looks defensively and straighten up protections. Andy Dalton's a really good quarterback, and he'll be a great challenge. And then you see the ways that Justin made a lot of plays going back to his career at Ohio State and when he showed up in the preseason. So I think you need to be ready for either. It's going to be a challenge for sure. <laughs> I don't really agree with his sentiments about 2021 Andy Dalton, but here we are. He is a starting quarterback. And to me, Johnny, I mean, I think he's going to play the entire game, barring an injury. I mean, he'd have to have throw like four interceptions for them to throw Justin Fields to the Wolves in this matchup. No, I I, I tend to agree with you, Steve. Like, I would be really shocked if Justin Fields. Um, well, let's put it this way: if Justin Fields doesn't start this game. I'm really shocked if <laughs> if uh, they end up replacing Envy Dalton with Justin Fields at any point in this game. Uh, I I think, like you said, you'd have to give up like multiple interceptions. Uh, I mean, which is entirely possible with uh, you know the Rams secondary. You know, Jalen Ramsey out there, you know, rubbing his hands together. You know, going up against Allen Robinson. So I think this is this is going to be really um Andy Dalton ball who I I think is a solid backup player but I don't think he's a starter if I'm going to be honest with you and Justin Fields what I saw in the preseason of him I believe that this guy will be a starter at some point this season uh when Probably sooner than you might imagine. Uh, I I think unless Andy Dalton has like a revitalization of his career, I'd be really shocked if Justin Fields isn't the starting quarterback, at least by the midpoint of the season. I wouldn't be shocked if Justin Fields starts in week two. Uh, I think that this is the – for the Bears to have to play us this year – I think this is the best possible placement for this game on their schedule because, like, seriously, they promised this job to Andy Dalton, and he's going to go out there, and he's going to get a chance to prove himself. And if you want Justin Fields to be your starting quarterback, if Andy Dalton comes out and just stinks it up in this game, you got the Bengals next week, the Browns in week three, the Lions in week four, the Raiders in week five. The Browns certainly have a good defense. The other teams certainly don't. And you could easily be like, well, we we gave Andy a look. We didn't like what we saw. We're going to see what Justin has in the tank after this week. Now, I, 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 to me personally, I feel like it's going to take, I mean, their their bye week is mid-November. Wouldn't be shocked if they wait till then, but. I don't know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't floor me if he comes out as a bad game, and you get the bet. Like it, it's good for Justin Fields that he doesn't have to play against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey in his first start. And yeah, I I think it's gonna be Dalton. Um, obviously, as I just said like five times in this game, at least I agree it probably won't be for that long. Yeah, you told the guy he's gonna be a starting quarterback, but it's not like it's it's a business, man. Like. We're talking about Andy fucking Dalton here. Like he he's going to be in this type of position as a transitional quarterback for the rest of his career. He it, it um, unless he just absolutely goes bananas this year, which I I I don't think will happen. 
Uh, I am not really concerned about this offense at all. There are some good players. I think Dave Montgomery is underrated. I think Al Robinson's really fucking good. Uh, I think Darnell Mooney's good. I think Colt Metz good, but I don't think the quarterback is good enough to elevate any of those guys against our defense, which I think is probably the best in the league going into week one. Uh, you certainly have the best defensive player in football. You have the best secondary player in football. And you got a lot of good pieces around them. I Jordan Fuller's gonna have a big year, I think. Leonard Floyd, obviously, and then there's a lot of a lot of young up and coming guys beyond beyond them. Darius Williams always grades out high with uh, with the analytical crowd. So personally, Johnny, I think this offense is gonna have a miserable day. I'm not I you know, I'm still trotting out Allen Robinson and Dave Montgomery, my fantasy matchups. I'm not thrilled about it. But I think this defense is going to rip the Bears apart. And maybe, just maybe, that'll open up the door for Justin Fields to make a week two start against a really bad Bengals team. <laughs> I mean, it could be that, uh, you know, Nagy named uh, Dalton the uh, the starting quarterback just so he can avoid, uh, you know, just so Fields can avoid getting, getting hit by Aaron Donald. I totally don't blame him. I mean, this is your investment. And then week one, having to get pounded by Aaron Donald, probably not the best idea. But, yeah, I I totally agree. Are the, I, uh, I, are the Bears flying in right now? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I get a lot of play. <laughs> I mean, it's always something in my background. I mean... Whether it be, you know, somebody mowing a lawn or, uh, you know, some people racing, which almost never happens around here. And now we have a, a plane flying lower than usual. <laughs> huh. The bear's coming into town. Yeah, I mean, if you told Dalton he was going to be the starter, I mean, you don't have to start him week one given the situation change. But I, I think you kind of have to. Like, you should play him this week, and I think it benefits everybody involved. Justin Fields is not going to gain anything from starting in this game. Really? No. Like, if assuming he plays this year, he's going to have plenty of chances to play against good defenses. He doesn't need to do it in his first game. You know, hook him up. You want, you want him to have a cakewalk for his first game, truly. Um, I not not a cakewalk, but like a defense that's not going to scare you that much, and it, we certainly are terrifying. But uh, on the flip side, the Bears' defense—you know—they still have Cleo Mack. They've still got some good players. They're still a good defense. I think we kind of tend to overrate them as a unit, just because of the like a the fact that they still have Cleo Mack, who's still one of the best defensive players in football, and be just like the aura of the Chicago Bears defense throughout the years. It seems like they always have a good defense. It's kind of like when a player goes to like the Cowboys or the Knicks or, uh, you know, any of those huge market teams, people talk about them more than maybe they should. The Bears defense kind of gets that in football. And yeah, it's still a good defense, but you, you look at the numbers from last year. They weren't top 10 in any major defensive category. I'm not scared of them. Are you? 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I I think it's not wise to overlook this defense because this is, uh, you know, they have some major players. I think it's really the uh, in the middle of the defense that's the scariest aspect of it because, yeah, I mean the front the front of the defense isn't too bad either, but um, yeah, the secondary is not as scary as it used to be, and. Uh, I think particularly uh, in the air, I feel like the Rams will be fine on the ground game, especially with a you know completely new running game. It, it might take a bit to get them into a rhythm, so um, it, it, it'll be tough on the ground game, I'll say. But I, I think Matthew Stafford, uh, who, as you pointed out earlier this year, is very familiar with this uh, defense. So uh, I, I don't think we have anything to worry about in the passing game at all. Uh, there, there's a lot of familiar faces, too. Uh, Robert Quinn is is outside linebacker for them. And did you see who is replacing Danny Trevathan uh, inside linebacker? Who is it? It is our good friend, Alec Ogletree. So, oh, boy. That is uh, makes you feel a lot better. Obviously, he's playing next to Roquan Smith, who is a monster, uh, yep. a true monster of the midway, dare I say. But, yeah, I mean, it's a defense that has some hitters, but it, I don't think it's as good as it once was. Uh, I didn't mention Akeem Hicks, who's also a beast. <laughs> Simba Webster uh, going to be returning kicks back there. Uh, <laughs> another former Ram. <laughs> um Nick Foles, third string quarterback, another former Ram. Yeah, I'm. I think it's a good. I think this is a really good opening matchup for the Rams. You know, it'd be nice if we opened with like Houston, but I think this is good because they're a good team. I don't think they're anywhere near a great team, but they're certainly a team that like I would be shocked if they win twelve games. I'd also be shocked if they win five games. Uh, so to speak. So it's a team that has some talent. They're good. Um, should be a decent offense. Should be a good defense. But a team that we, I think, are clearly better than and clearly better than on both sides of the ball. And I think it's going to be a good opening matchup for Stafford because, like I said, their secondary is a little weak. Um, the run defense is, is a bit better. And that might 
like stifle our our opening run game a bit, but it's a good match for Stafford because he could he could work against his pass defense, um, and he's familiar with it. He's played against the Bears plenty of times, uh, two times a year for his entire career, and Nagy's this is Nagy's fourth year, so he's certainly played against this iteration of the Chicago Bears quite a number of times. So I I. <laughs> I don't know. I I hope I'm not underestimating them because they did pl- make the playoffs last year. They did upgrade some positions, but truthfully, Johnny, I don't think they upgraded that quarterback until we see Justin Fields on the field. I don't think Andy Dalton is an upgrade over Trubisky. And nope. I think this is a team whose coach, you know, if if Dalton struggles at the gate, he needs to play fields because he's clearly on the hot seat. And um, he's certainly a guy who, who can lose locker room quickly based on the success or lack thereof that he's had in his time in Chicago. So, I, I don't know, man. The ba- the Bears. I I said this brief when we talked briefly before the pod. I think they're a middle of the pack team. They're just they don't they're not that interesting. And hopefully we don't come back here next Tuesday after Andy Dalton throws for four hundred yards and five touchdowns and eviscerates our defense. But I'm pretty confident we're not going to come back to that. Uh, can we lose this game? Yeah, of course. This is not a bad team, but it's the kind of game where if we lose. I feel like we're going to lose because we lost the game and not necessarily because they just came out and fucking like played a hell of a football game. If we lose, it's probably going to be because of self-inflicted wounds. Okay, so Steve, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think it's possible for the Rams to actually dominate this game to the point where they're scoring big points they're not allowing any points uh do you think it's at all possible like they say uh win by like 35 to 10 or something like that yeah i do i picked them to win this game 27 to 13 when we did our july preview and i'm gonna stick with it uh because fuck it why not um do i think it's likely that it's just an absolute blowout no i i don't but it's it's certainly within the realm of possibility, in my opinion. Uh, I just think top to bottom, we're a better team. We have better quarterback. We have better receivers. We have better we have better secondary. Uh, overall, we have better defense. They're they're better at some positions. You know, you could make a case for them having uh, a better running back. You could make a case for them having a better tight end room. Certainly, can make a case for them having inside linebackers. Uh, yeah. There's no case. They just do. They could be starting me next to Rokon Smith, and you still might be able to make that case. <laughs> I'd love to see that, actually. I would not. I, you know, like my first couple of years after I stopped playing high school football, I I did really miss the game. But now uh, I'm not even that old. I'm 27. I can't imagine getting hit. I, I can't fucking imagine it, dude. It doesn't even sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine you'll be feeling it for like the next month if you get hit pretty hard. Yeah, I'd be sore for a month. Even even not obviously not playing in the NFL, but like even playing against uh people who I played against in high school. I don't know. Uh 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, do you, like, I think it's more likely that this is a very close game than a total blowout for the Rams. But I think it's possible that they blow them out. I mean, how do you feel? It it's not. It's like you said. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I I think that it's more likely than the Rams get blown out themselves. Uh, I would hope so. If if the Rams get blown out by the Bears, oh man, it's going to be a long season. Uh, you know, no disrespect to the Bears, but well, offensively, listen. Eh. If if we get blown out, I am not going to sit here after the game and say this season's over because there's a lot. Like, there's not a ton of new parts to this team, but there is a handful of new parts, and obviously a significant one at quarterback. Uh, there's the Brian Allen conundrum. We don't know how that's going to look. Um, and there's the obvious voice concerns at inside linebacker and some unknowns in the secondary too with, with Troy Hill gone. But it would obviously be very concerning. And, and it's also the Bears aren't bad. Like, they are in no world a team that should come in and blow us out. And I doubt that's going to happen. But I would say it's like a level four alarm out of five it's not a level five alarm if they blow us out i I don't know if you feel differently oh i I feel very differently if they're blowing us out with andy dalton as the quarterback uh i i think we have a lot bigger concerns uh i mean david montgomery is a solid running back so if he if he gets some really good stats i don't know if i'd lose sleep over it but if andy dalton is getting over 300 yards on us and a couple touchdowns yeah, I I'd be really concerned, uh, particularly in the secondary, because I mean I'd be like, Jalen, what's going on, bro? Was was good? Well, don't don't forget that we lost the Jets last year, and then a month later won a playoff game. That's true, I guess. You know what? I, like, I, like I will be very concerned if. We get lit up by Andy Dalton. Of course. Any sane person should be. But I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be ready to throw. I mean, we'll see. We are a very reactionary podcast. <laughs> so I don't think I will show up on Tuesday and say the season's over if that happens. But it would certainly be very alarming. Without a question. <laughs> I, I'd be shocked if, uh, if we didn't, if uh, if we didn't react to that at all, but um, yeah, I like I said, I I don't think there's any chance. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think there's a good chance of that happening. I I really have a strong feeling about both the defense and the offense. There are aspects of the defense, particularly inside linebacker, that I'm still not that you know confident in. But overall, the defense as a whole, I think, is is still a hell of a unit. And I I don't think Aaron Donald's going to let Andy Dalton get comfortable in the pocket. I, I do not think so. No, I, I, I don't either. I think the most, and, and I said 27-13, uh, I like, feel like that sounds like a bigger deficit than it actually is. I think this is going to be one of those games where the Rams are in control of the whole game. It's not necessarily like a blowout. Um, it, I think it'll be interesting all the way through, but I think it's a game that the Rams control the whole time. 
um, feel in control. I'm sure there'll be a hiccup here and there. Uh, things for slight concern, but overall, I I think we we won't be too. Hopefully, we won't be too nervous throughout this game, and it'll feel like the Rams have a relatively comfortable lead the whole time, but not necessarily like enough to be playing John Wolford in the third quarter. Yeah, if we're playing John Wolford in the third quarter, ooh, that's that's gonna be rough. I mean, I I think any rain and any outcome of this game is possible because you know we're not <laughs> we're not playing the Jets, you know. And granted, we lost them last year, but, but um, you know it's it's a decent football team. They made the playoffs last year, um, and I you know I said I don't think they upgraded at quarterback. I'm sure they think they upgraded at quarterback, and you, you ragged on Dalton a little bit. I. We're not talking about like fucking Nate Peterman here, man. You know he he's fine. He's probably one of the thirty best, at least thirty five best ball throwers on the planet. I would probably say thirty. I'd have to really rank him out. Um, probably not twenty five either. But I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, what's what's your prediction here? What do you what do you think the score is going to be? I don't recall what I said initially. I got it written down. You said twenty-seven ten. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah that that's about what I'm expecting. Like I, I do expect that. I did expect that the Rams are gonna score at least relatively high. I do expect the Bears to be a relatively low score. I, I truthfully, I believe if the Bears score more than 24 points on the Rams that I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, a little nervous about this defense. I mean, I know it's week one and all, and sure, they're going to have to iron out everything. They're going to have to shake off the rust because that's the consequence of not starting any of your starters in the preseason. New defensive but coordinator, too. New uh, defensive coordinator, that. that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I... I think that there will be some growing pains on both sides of the ball um you know completely new offense when you really think about it so yeah there there'll definitely be a few growing pains i won't lose sleep if uh if matthew stafford ends up throwing a pick or two uh especially if he's throwing the ball downfield trying to experiment a little bit with uh deshaun jackson yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm reasonable, but um, I think to expect perfection week one is uh, a little bit unreasonable, though. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you can't. It's, um, you know, it is Andy Dalton, but it's a theoretically good offensive head coach uh, in Nagy, and... There's players there, you know. There there are good players on that offense. I, I Allen Robinson, uh, Montgomery, Mooney, uh, those guys can play, man. But yeah, I I don't expect a huge output from this offense in this game. But I mean, like like we just said, to me, if they if they score over 24 points, yeah, I'm concerned. Um, but I it, it is a new defensive coordinator. I, I, I'm not. I, I again. I is good change when I come out for the post game pal, but I'm not gonna go crazy. Um, yeah, that, that's football. Football's back. 
Um, just for some added context, after this game, we play at Indy, home against Tampa Bay, home against Arizona, at Seattle. You know, the house isn't going to burn down if they lose this game, but it would be really, really nice to just win this game that we're for sure supposed to win. Uh, Then you could afford to lose a game or two in that next four-game stretch, which is a tough one. Uh, All those opponents are tough. In Indy, we'll see, but on the road there, um, and then on the road in Seattle in Week 5, those games are never easy, so be great to open the season with a win, get a win under our belt, and then, you know, you give yourself a little leeway uh, with some of the tougher matchups you got coming up. You know, <laughs> we did so many hour-long podcasts talking about fucking nothing, and here we are, a little under 50 minutes in the podcast, and I think we're done for an actual game preview. You mean to tell me, Steve, that you're tired of do we give a shit? <laughs> I will always love that game, and I'm excited to play it next year, but I am excited to talk about actual on-the-field action for the next, hopefully, what, 22 weeks or so? Fair enough. So, Steve, I, I, I kind of want to do something a little new this year. Let's do and, it. And I... I, I didn't actually prepare Steve for this, so you might be a little pissed off at me for putting him on the spot. But that that's that's fine. He'll get over it. He's a good guy like that. So, Steve, why don't we do this after uh, or before every game, rather? I want you to make a bold prediction for uh, for every game. It could be about anything. It could be like something as simple as... Uh, Bryson Hopkins gets his first catch this week, or it could be something as bold as uh, Matthew Stafford passes for over 500 yards. Uh, you know, the bolder the better. I'm just curious if you have a bold prediction in this game. Uh, yeah, let me throw one out. Um, remember, these are, first of all, I'm in. I love bold prediction. Remember, these are bold predictions. Uh you know, these are things that I think could happen, but I cert like it's a bold prediction. I certainly wouldn't take this to the MGM Grand and bet money on it. I'm taking a 50-plus yard touchdown from Deshaun Jackson in his Rams debut in LA. Dude, I I love it. I, I hope so, man. <laughs> I hope so, man. I I I do think that's certainly possible. Um, I'm going to do a bold prediction myself. I want to see, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to predict that the Rams have two pick sixes in this game. One of them being by Jalen Ramsey. Okay. That's way bolder than mine, but I love it here. Here's a question. Um, what would you bet? What do you think is more likely to happen? Deshaun Jackson scoring a 50 yard touchdown in this game or Deshaun Jackson playing Ten or more games this season. Ooh, I think probably the first one, uh, Deshaun Jackson getting <laughs> a fifty-yard touchdown. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Man, but here's hoping he could last a year because we could certainly use his uh, his deep threat, and I, I don't think Tutu Atwell is just ready quite yet. Watch out for his snap count in this game. I'm really curious to see how much they play him because. They 
they don't need him to play 80 to 90 percent of the snaps you know I'm hoping he plays like 40 percent of the snaps if that uh throw him out there on, on on passing downs obvious passing downs because he's old he's always injured keep, keep him ready for when you actually need him would you rather see more Deshaun Jackson on the field or would you rather see more Van Jefferson on the field uh, I I hope they split. Um, I I would like a sixty forty Van Jefferson split, or more more realistically, like forty percent Van, forty percent Deshaun, twenty percent uh, extra tight ends. I I suppose. Um, <laughs> I I I think you'll see a bit of both because I think Jackson has more use when he's out there, but. You have Van there. There's there's no need to play Deshaun Jackson like way more than him. Split the reps. They do different things, and both of their things are valuable assets. Even though we have two players who do what Van Jefferson does well, but it is what it is. He still he still seems like a talent to me. Very much so. All right. Well. Sunday night, prime time. Anyone who's going, hope you have a good time. Those watching from home, like us, join us on Twitter for the watch party at Superbarrow, at Johnny596, at Talk Rams. I'm sure people will be tweeting during the game. Uh, for most of those accounts, I cannot guarantee what Johnny's doing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a follow there. Uh we're excited to be back for another season and we cannot wait to watch this game we will talk to you tuesday or i guess wednesday morning hopefully after a rams victory tell sean payton keep talking that we gonna see him soon you feel me Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.